Learn to be you, the podcast. Real talk, real people. Okay, welcome back to season three of Learn to be You, the podcast. I'm super excited because we have an amazing guest today who we've had on previously when we had the other two amazing ladies so i'm interested in the dynamics of this three so yeah I'll, I'll, we've got leah here so leah do you want to say hey hey and we've got lynette today with us and we don't know what we're talking about it's the same format so i'm really kind of nervous but excited to see what we're talking about so lynette did you want to just remind people who you are and what you're about and then we'll go to the wheel and see what we're talking about yes thanks for having me back that's a privilege twice so my name is Lynette Gray. I have a membership site with my amazing friend, Natalie Smith, and we're both coaches. So we have lifeforceexclusive.com. And in that membership, we basically deliver 30 to 40 live calls each month to help people get their mi- mindset right. And we have a beautiful community, which you and Lee are part of. And we're just growing that. We're expressing ourselves. We're sharing things that have worked for us. We're sharing insights. We're having a lot of fun. And we're also, as well as meeting online, we are encouraging our community to meet up in person, which is really important to us both. So that's where I'm at right now. I love that. And we will pop all the links to that membership in the um, description of this podcast so people can come and find out because... 110% and I know Leah agrees with me here definitely tell everyone to come join because it's amazing but Leah do you want to spin that wheel so we can find out what we're talking about yeah I'm I'm excited to find out what we're talking about okay so we are talking love amazing love that (laughs) and that's I guess I guess that kind of ties into what you were just saying about the membership because I feel so much love in that membership it's just like a big family isn't it and I think sometimes when when it comes to memberships you can lose that love as they get bigger but you're you and Natalie are keeping the love so actually that tied in quite nicely with what you were saying and I love that you're managing to to keep it the same even though there's more people it's just getting bigger it's not losing any value or any love so I love that so our core value for life force exclusive is unconditional love so even though you know we've grown the business from starting off with 20 people meeting on those calls to over 100 now we're still leading with unconditional love so it's really important to ask yourself if you're out there, what are my core, core values? Be that in your relationships, be that in the work that you do, be that in your parenting, and then always returning to your core value. And when you perhaps go off track, then it's just reminding yourself, using that as your anchor. No, I I, I love that because I, I learned that by, because I guess not many people know about, like aligning life with your values and I I do that too because if I'm out of alignment I know one of my I'm I'm not in alignment with my value and I've really learned to really trust myself and my my actual word this year is love because I want to do everything with love and I'm I've been called this year to serve more and volunteer and give my time which is what I'm doing and that's when I'm happiest because to me yes money's important but but I guess being authentic to me giving my time away give, gets me more, but giving that love out, I don't know. But Leah, what, what's your what is your take on the word love today, our topic? 
I think with love, it can, it's such a, a vast word, isn't it, really? There's so many, there isn't, um, it's like the meaning of love is different for everyone, isn't it? There's no, like, you know, you've got, like, the, it's quite confusing, like, the love to your partner, your family, your your children, your siblings, whatever it may be. And then just the love for the human race as such, you know, it's such a vast word that I think a, a, a lot of people can actually confuse love, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know, like, again, like what you were just saying, Jay and, I mean, and Lynette, your whole reason behind, like, life force is love and I think that's like like with me is it's that I think for me love it's like it's the soul it's just living and showing through the soul your your true essence as such not because I think going into a it's almost like a spiritual thing here but you've got like your human and your soul side and the human can get very confused with love but when you're connected to that soul level it's just being, isn't it, if that makes sense? Yeah, I think the human has perhaps been taught conditional love. Mm -hmm. Once you go on the spiritual journey, or maybe you don't even go on the spiritual journey, but you connect to unconditional love, then it's a completely different energy. Um, I love love, and we know from my social media that I've you know, recently found the most incredible love. Um, and it's awakened me to somebody being with me and unconditionally loving me, which is feels like for the first time in my life. Like he sees my light, he sees my dark, he experiences my darkness and my lightness and he accepts it all. And he actually says to me, when I'm in those dark places, men don't leave because my most limited belief is that men will leave me because that's what I've experienced growing up with my mum and dad, you know, different things. So I think unconditional love is more connected to that soul place that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. No, I think that it, it's true, isn't it? I think going on the, the journey that we're on, like you said, again, through like Life Force and other avenues that we've, like the coaching or whatever it's been on, you do look at your childhood so there's also also that inner child work and when you look at it, it's like you're shown love from doing good things and it's almost you're punished for doing so then like you say it's it, love you're almost taught that love comes with conditions yeah i'll love That's, you if you're a good girl or good yeah. boy mm -hmm. but if you're bad you're sent to coventry get out i'll send you to the jaggy jumper home you're no good yeah and I think that's where it becomes difficult, isn't it, with for people to actually connect to that real what love is meant to be. Mm, I think that it's right, isn't it? Because if you think there is it's like it's like to get I think I, obviously what you were talking about with you and your partner, I experienced that with Leah. There's there's nothing Leah will ever do that will make me not love her. And I guess you've had to learn that along the way because Leah had her own things um, around men. And it's kind of. There's nothing you will ever do or say where I'm going to leave, ever. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's hard for you at times, isn't it? Because 
I don't know. It's, it's really me and Leah have had this conversation about like the different types of love and how how do you know you love somebody? And and we have these amazing conversations. And it's I think it's like it reminds me of like with Jaden. I always say to him, "There's nothing you'll ever do that me and Mum are not here. We may be at sometimes a bit cross with you, but we're always going to love you." And I I don't think I ever got told that. And obviously, you can't blame your parents. They only did what they knew but actually as we go through this journey yeah I, I guess I guess to me the word love just just represents a, a white bright light over everybody and I, I guess sometimes it's hard because I kind of can see why people do everything doesn't help when I'm feeling like rubbish because they've done something to me but I, I can kind of understand so I guess love is is a really big subject I guess isn't it but I guess the more I just kind of trust me and who Jay is and, and shine that light out, the more I actually kind of feel it. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that made sense to everyone else. It made kind of no sense to me, but obviously these things are meant to come out. But yeah, I, I just think it's a journey and I love being on the journey in Life Force because like we've been told by so many people that by me and Leah being in there and being showing our authentic selves we're actually showing people it's okay to i don't know it's kind of like yeah it's the vulnerability as well isn't it and showing that even though like you know we've been married 16 years together 20 years you know and we still have those insecurities we have the like the issues with sharing vulnerably to each other and showing that to the community that we have or just like even whoever we come across is showing that actually it's okay I don't have to see that my relationship isn't perfect because what like almost like I think um one of the girls on the group she said um on one of the calls weren't it imperfectly perfect is perfect yeah, because who's to say that because... it's not perfect? It just mm -hmm. it's what's been portrayed out there in the world. But yeah, for the listeners, like I want them to get a sense of what you do bring to that community. So we're all on Zoom and we'll be talking about a theme and then suddenly Jay and Leah will share, but they'll share what they're going through as a couple. So they'll share like the highs, but they'll share the lows and they'll share what they're struggling with. And they're both in different, what I love about it is you're both in different rooms. So it's different Zoom rooms and you've both got your cameras on and there could be 30 to 50 people on that call and you are bearing your heart. So Jay might be talking about Leah and then you look at Leah's box and Leah's just sat there and I'm like, that is powerful stuff. Like that must be pretty challenging, but you're there. And you're not running away. You're not like, oh, just end my Zoom room. Don't want to listen to my husband right now. Don't want to listen to my wife right now. You're being so brave and courageous. And to witness that and people who perhaps in the group are maybe having you know, issues with their relationships, they're getting to learn from you both being there and being so brave and courageous. Like that is love. It's like you're not running away from that. You're doing that in front of people as well. It's huge. I think That's that brings it to what to the energy that you bring to the group, though, because Jay and I have always had that with each other. Like we've never really felt safe to discuss our relationship to anybody else. So 
those struggles that we've had, we've just dealt with them between us. We've never, like, you know, so I think it's more like kudos to yourself and Natalie for creating the space where we are able to share our vulnerable side to that group of, like, 50-plus people sometimes, you know, because, like I say, for the last 20 years, it has only ever been us. We've we've always had those difficult conversations. We've just never welcomed anybody else into that. Because I think that's I mean, the magic just... of what you've... <laughs> Leo, can you imagine? Somebody's like, hey, come on in. We're having a, we're having a discussion right now, and it's really uncomfortable. Like, I don't know any other couple that does this. I have witnessed it on a, when I was away in a retreat where there was a section of... It was a whole week we were away for, and there was a section all about relationships, and there was people on the course that were in relationships. So the facilitator used them and brought them to the front of the room and it reminds me of that. It was like the husband or the male or the female, or if it was two women, you know, they'd have their turn each to discuss what was sort of riling them up about that other person or the issues that they felt weren't being heard by the other person and they were being witnessed by everyone. So I feel like it's similar thing. It's like you are allowing us into your living room bedroom <laughs> to witness the things that you're going through. And then we also get to connect with that within our own hearts because we're all the same, right? As human beings, the, the lives might look slightly different, but the feelings and the emotions, so similar. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's just about showing people that we are all the same. And actually, if me and Leah can do that by just being open and honest and show people that it's okay, then that's it. And, and what I've witnessed is, I don't feel when Leah's sharing and she may be getting upset that I need to go and save her, that I need to run in the other room and save her because she's got this and she knows I'm there for her. And I think it really, really helps me to listen to Leah because I guess it sounds crazy, doesn't it? I'm a coach. I listen to people all the time. But when it comes to Leah, sometimes I don't listen. And I, I, I know that I'm really hard on myself when I don't listen to her because of my thing about men and men leave and men behave this way. So it's really good for me to practice that and really listen to her and really look at her because sometimes I'm not the best, but I'm human and, I, and I'm, I'm starting to forgive myself and not beat myself up when I'm not listening as well as I should be because actually I'm human and I'm not like all those other men. I'm Jay. But yeah, it's really powerful, isn't it? And I guess this conversation on love, it's like when you find that person, I, I've got the picture of two penguins and I just remember the stone. It's, it's like happy feet, isn't it? When you find your person in your song, it's the best thing in the world. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? I, it? But I guess you've got to do the work on you because sometimes you can't see what's right in front of your eyes because you're clouded by all this other stuff. And I guess it doesn't matter how much I work on myself, there's still stuff that I'm taking away. And, and it's amazing to have Leah there as my other penguin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah, love love is, it's, it's, it's a, an amazing, and I'm so glad that you found it, Lynette, because actually I think it's accentuated what you do 10 times more. Yeah, and I was, you know, I was on the hunt for it for anyone listening. My son is turning 14, actually, on March. And when he was born, I kind of made the decision not to date anyone for 10 years at least. And I actually found an old journal entry that I wrote 
in 2015. So he would have been a little bit older by then. And it said that I would meet someday. I, I will go on dates in 2020. So I'd like made it five years, which actually that's when I started to date again, 2020. So by the way, you do write your future. And then I said, I will meet a partner by 2025. So of course, I didn't meet anyone for so many years. So he was born 2009. His dad left in the pregnancy and never to be seen again. So, and I think, you know, I had a couple of sort of relationships, but they weren't anything important. Um, so to meet Christian when I did in 2021 and for him to show up as he's shown up and to really at that point know what I want, it's it's been an incredible journey and it feels really special to experience love at this level. And Christian and I both have said recently, we wish everyone could experience this, what we're experiencing. Um, and it's it's really special. And I do believe it is available to everyone. For me, it took years of digging deep and doing a lot of trauma work. That doesn't mean my trauma's gone. It actually comes up all the time with Christian, but he's great. He can hold it because he has done so much work on himself. Um, and he is a total, you know, masculine and feminine guy. He's amazing. So, yeah, I think what I wanted to touch on there, Jay, was you said, you know, in that Zoom room, you get to listen for one thing because you can't really escape. If you went away, everyone would be like, where's Jay gone? <laughs> where's he gone? But actually, I think that's so beautiful that actually Leah gets to talk and you have to listen. You're not like trying to jump in because you're on mute <laughs> and it's her time, right, to talk. And um, you said something, I don't have to save her. I know I don't need to save her. She's got this, which brings me to the session that we've done this morning. And today is now it won't, your recording won't be going out on this day. But today is what day is that? The 17th of January. And it is International We Are Not Broken Day. And I was sharing with everyone and I've shared this story a lot, but I feel like even I need to hear it daily. Um, for many years, my brother, who I'm very close to, believed I was broken and that I needed fixed and that he was to save me in some way. And when he started to work with a spiritual healer, Laura Pringle, she's amazing, by the way, she was like, you're really, maybe I think stunting my growth is what she said or something along those lines. Like you're adding to her feeling broken. Your sister isn't broken. There's nothing wrong with her. She's whole and complete. Okay, she's going through challenge. Maybe she's stuck in a dark time. But by you projecting that honour, you're actually adding it to her. So I just wanted to talk about that today because when we're, I suppose, conditional with our love, maybe that's coming into that energy off. Because mm -hmm. if we're coming from a place of unconditional love, then we would allow that person to be in their darkness and to know that they can handle it, they're capable. Um, so it's coming from that higher place. And it's just to say, if you're listening out there and you feel like you're broken or you need fixed, like that's not true. You're whole and complete exactly as you are. You may be in a place where you just need to take a few steps. And I was listening to Rylan on a podcast and he said he was in a really dark place quite recently, actually. And he said, there was one day I really couldn't get out of the bed. He said, but I got out of the bed and I pressed, I think he like maybe filled the kettle up that day. And that was the only action that he took. And he's like, that's all I needed to take that day to move forward. The next day, 
Maybe I'll press the button and I'll pour the water into the cup of tea. And it's about taking those baby steps and being so gentle with yourself. And he actually says that he talks to himself like a, a toddler. He's like, come on, Rylan, you're okay. You can do this. And it's a really cool technique that he's just intuitively started to use. But actually, I think it is a technique we could all use when we're feeling in those moments where we're down and we're low, being really compassionate and speaking to ourselves like the baby or the toddler. No, I, I love what you just said. That I, I, I do that. It's almost like when my chimp brain's coming in, when the inner voice comes in, I talk to myself and I say that a lot to other people. Talk to yourself how you talk to your best friend or your child. So I love what you just said there. And this is the thing. A lot of people do the stuff that we do for self-love, for, for that stuff, but we don't talk about it. So we don't know. And this is what I love to share with people. There's like such simple things that we can do that actually really make an impact. I love what you just said that. That was absolutely amazing. And I, I guess, I guess like from, from the call we had this morning about seeing people in their in their power. I guess that's the greatest love weekend thingy because I think we feel like we're loving them like by giving oh, yeah. advice or yeah. or or by 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 trying to save them and stop them from falling. But actually that's not because actually like you said, people are whole and complete in their self. They don't need to be saved. They don't need us to be the cushion. They just need us to, I guess, do what we do on the morning call visualize that person in in their power and in their light and actually that's the greatest love we can give because like you you've said before and i know energy is such a an amazing thing because i feel it on those calls um actually if we're giving out the energy that isn't that great actually that's getting to them isn't it so actually i guess that's why like group healings and i don't know what people believe but actually that's so powerful isn't it to actually send that out yeah, they've done tests on this. I don't know what the machine is that you use. You know that machine you go inside and they basically put things on your brain and the yeah, 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 yeah. So there was one um, study, not study, like a what would you call it? A test type thing, yes. isn't it? Yeah, like a, a test done, and yes. it was um, two basically family members. One was say in the UK, and the other one was in Australia. And they didn't know what they were going in for, but they were both going in one of those machines and they were going to have their brains, you know, looked at. And the person in the UK was to think about the person who was in Australia and send them love and, you know, thinking nice things about that person and visualise them well and healthy. And in that moment, the person in Australia's brain all like it fired up, it lit up in a good way. And it's like, we are so connected and the things that we think are connected to those people that we love or even anyone and we do have a power to help each other so if we start to actually get intentional and rather than feel sorry for someone or worry about someone we actually just see them in love surrounded in love and remind ourselves that what that person is going through they need to go through for that next level of evolution no that's so powerful because i guess in it's like it's like probably in the beginning of a relationship i try to save leah and i try to almost say sorry when i did nothing because i didn't want her to feel but since i've actually started to in in the best possible way with love call leah out on some of her rubbish at times actually she's grown so much more because actually i'm not being that i'm not i'm not a 
I was actually disempowering her, even though I thought I was empowering her. I was not letting her learn the lessons. I wasn't letting her fall. I wasn't calling her out and vice versa, because you do that to people, even with your children, you can do that, can't you? So I guess the greatest, the greatest thing in love is actually having someone that you know can hold that and actually call you out on stuff because actually it kind of helps you to grow more because I know and I probably sometimes still do it now at times. Don't want her to feel that pain and don't. So, so I won't call her out, but it's, it's, it's not helpful. And I guess, I guess, I guess what I'm hearing from what we're all saying here is the way love has been portrayed to us. Isn't actually how love should be because actually if, in my head, back then, if I love Leah, I need to keep her sweet. I need to buy her flowers. I need to never upset her as a man. But actually, no, I don't need to upset her. But I need to be honest with her because that's how she grows. So actually, from this conversation, even though I knew all this, it's piecing in my head. And I'm like, ah, oh, OK, everything I was told that was conditional about how a man should definitely be towards a woman is a load of rubbish because actually... If I carried on being that way to, towards Leah, people may have looked at me like, oh, wow, he's the best husband in the world. But actually, I was disempowering Leah's growth. Yeah, and energetically, I bet you felt, Leah, when he was doing something from a place of, uh, I need to do this because this is kind of what we do as a man or this is what I've been taught. Did you feel energetically the shift when he started showing up, you know, in the way that was more authentic? I think, yeah, but I think more so, like, a lot of, like, what's come up for me, like, for it, really, it's about that listening. Like, the true love is is really just listening. And that's something I think we may have mentioned it on the calls again. Um, Jay's thing was, like, he would hear, but he wasn't really listening. So when, like, there was that shift, then it's, like, actually, he listens, was, I'm heard more. So it is like there is there was that like you say that energetic shift there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I think it goes both. Like Jay said, it is both ways. Like because I that like, you go into this whole this is the wife's role, this is the husband's role, and I remember when um, like Jay actually booked when like our wedding. He was like, "We're getting married in six months." That was it. Sort of you know he done it all. Um, which is not typically the man's role, if we want to, like, you know, but I remember, like, it comes to doing, like, your your gift list, like, things that you want, and we went into that, and then it was only, I think we'd been married maybe a couple of a couple of months, and we just looked at each other and was like, what are we doing? Just because, like, you know, this isn't us, because you're, like you say, that it's that condition, isn't it, and the wife has the dinner on the table <laughs> when the husband comes home from work, the baths raw and all that nonsense. And it was like, this isn't us. So we I think it was even from that point, but quite early on within the marriage, really, we were like, I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna pander to you anymore almost. Like I'm I'm not comfortable doing that. You're we were like taking advantage of each other in a way. So it was like, I'm not doing it anymore. This is how we're gonna do it. And I think that's what we've got to understand is that actually just because you're so used to that and you've seen that growing up from your grandparents, your parents, aunties, uncles, whatever it may be, doesn't mean that that, that is actually right and what yes. love really is. Love is what you put on it and how you want it to be. It's your fairy tale almost, if that makes sense. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I was went to a wedding, I won tickets to a wedding show recently and I got massively triggered. I actually said out loud to one of the stalls, I feel like a fraud, which is crazy. And I think what it was is it's not in alignment with me. So Christian proposed to me in Ibiza on the beach. We were lying on the beach and the boys were in the water and he pulled out a ring and the ring actually didn't fit me and I loved it. But we went back to where he got it. He got it at the hippie market and it was this like rainbow ring. It was so cool. Anyway, the guy didn't have it in my size. So he had these other rings and he'd made a ring and it said cosmic love in Spanish. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. But it's not a diamond. You know, it's a wrap around. It's quite chunky. So coming home, like people were maybe surprised I don't know the energy I could feel and a comment was made recently and then I was like why like this was so special to us it was like hippie market it was way up our street it's how we roll the ring is you know it means we're together we're engaged but it is funny how there was part of me was like feeling a bit anxious even showing the ring or even being at that wedding fair that wasn't in alignment with me or what I want or what we want as a couple. And we've not even really decided yet what we want, but yeah, I found it really triggering. And I suppose it's just, you know, the way that society is with weddings and how it should look, but we've got to remind ourselves to come back to our heart and to come back to the reason we're getting married to this person anyway. And, you know, I said to Christian, let's have a theme. And his theme is, he was like, let's do be you. So whatever we do and whoever celebrates with us, we want everyone to just to be them, to be you, to be, you know, their express self rather than thinking they have to be the traditional clothing or whatever. It really has to come from your heart. That's no, I, I, I love, love that. that. <laughs> both, both speaking at the same time there. No, I do because like for us, we were very much in that. So like I was 21. Mm, young. 2021 when I... Um, when we got married and it was, I went to do, you know, like the, the dress shopping, tried on all the dresses, didn't like anything that I put on. And then I almost just settled for the first one I put on, like that'll do. Mm. And we look back at our wedding photos and we hate them. Oh, yeah. Because it wasn't us. So come our 10th wedding anniversary, we renewed our vows. Oh. And it was, uh, right, we're doing it our way. We're not doing it how people expect it to be. So I wore a black till death to us part dress yeah. with skulls <laughs> on it and Jay had his I think he had a Batman bow tie and we just done it our way like this is more us you know and yeah. that for me was more special than the actual our wedding day because a lot was taken away from it was uh, so we didn't even know ourselves I think when we actually got married so yeah mm, so I feel like what you're saying there is like absolutely how it should be and it like with us as say renewing our vows it was like yeah that is a day to remember we remember that more so than our actual wedding day I think it'd be easy to get carried away though because in that wedding show you know you've got lots of people coming at you with their businesses and from a higher perspective I'm realizing now that um they're you know they're just trying to make a buck they want to mm -hmm. of course they might once they get to know you, like be really passionate about your wedding. But that kind of environment was they were selling their services and a lot of making assumptions. But if 
you are vulnerable and you're going into a space like that, you might end up just get carried away and saying, oh, okay, then yeah, yeah, I'll sign up with you. And it's not really what you want. So if you're listening out there and you're about to plan your wedding, you know, if you go to one of these places, just go with intention. Like you don't need to purchase things on the day. They will try and give you, you know, here's 500 quid off to come with us. I'd rather just actually pay the full price and decide is this for me or not? I mean, I've gone off a bit tangent there, but it's about love, right? But it's how, again, I suppose it's been conditioned to believe here's the steps of the wedding. This is what you should have at your wedding. Here, this looks really cool. But actually, I think now things, people are getting more creative. Of course they are. And people are buying, you know, dresses from the high street, then perhaps getting into debt for a dress that is £15,000 or whatever. No, I absolutely love that. And, and this, uh, this is what I love about the podcast because it's like a rainbow conversation. We just start there and finish there. And I love it because it's all relevant and it's all what people need to hear, isn't it? But I guess the point, what I can hear is that actually your love is there, could be different to someone else's. And do yeah. you? It doesn't matter. Like me and Leah, we didn't need to be the traditional 50s house husband and wife. Actually, we can just be... As we are, we can just be equal. I can wash up in my pink rubber gloves and that's okay. I've just yes. gave you an exclusive there. You can all picture <laughs> that, but it's okay. You don't have to. It's like some days because of Leah's joint condition, I do everything in the house. And some people would go, oh, you've got him under the thumb. And it's like ridiculous because actually when I'm feeling ill, Leah does the same for me. It's just, I guess, I guess what it is, is just explore what your love looks like. Explore what your wedding looks like. Explore, it's like, it's like, it's like this, the, the pressure on a man to propose and what they're supposed to do because of what everyone else does. And it's rubbish, isn't it? You've got to do it your way. And I guess, because I, I wouldn't want anyone to, to, get, to get married or do anything that actually, because it's such a shame that me and Leah's first, thing of our wedding is mm, I don't like that but the second time when we did it our way and we had Jaden there Jaden had a Pokemon bow tie how amazing is that do you know what I mean it, it was it was right and we had Captain America there and everything so do you know what I mean you've got to do it your way and I guess you know what's right for you and I guess going back to love it's the feeling isn't it like when things are right whether that's love or or something you're supposed to be doing it, it's that feeling and it's so hard to describe but actually that's what you're aiming for so so yeah. I love your thing of be you because yeah. actually that's all you want people to be I just see when like you say that be you I just see like the little buzzy bees everywhere as well but your little <laughs> the buzzy bees and yeah um people that obviously don't know Lynette she does this thing where like most mornings we have to get up and we do like prance about like buzzy bees making the little buzzing noise and just getting rid of that energy and I can just see that part of, like being within your theme somewhere <laughs> I mean you can do it now if you're listening just shake your body wildly <laughs> like a bee and um, just shift the state and the energy um there was something you said there you said about the feeling and you know that is something when Christian and I are together and if we're out people will comment like oh my god you can feel the love or you can feel your energy together and we're very intimate even in you know places that are public so we don't hide the love and I like that I like you know many people I've, I've picked somebody that's totally in alignment because he allows me like to plaster him on you know Instagram and he's he's actually not bothered like I'll say to him are you okay if I post that he's like 
you don't need to ask me, just post it. Like he doesn't, he's so comfortable in his skin that he doesn't really care what anyone thinks. And I think I was like that to an extent, but I feel like Christian is teaching me that on a whole new level because he's like just showing me that who cares what anyone else thinks? Like that is so freeing. I love that. And talking about the intimate thing, we learned that with on, on one of the calls we was talking, weren't we, about intimacy. And obviously I'm reading the book at the moment about intimacy and actually how it's everywhere. And I learned that because I thought that was just something you did in the bedroom. But actually me and Leah could get better at being that way out. But the thing for us is when we're that way out, no one else exists. It's like we're in a bubble. So I think, <laughs> yeah. So I think me and Leah have almost unconditioned herself from being that way because how many times when we were younger did we miss buses and trains or get off at the wrong stop because we were totally locked in on each other and I guess when you become parents I don't know why or whether that was society outside that's why I'm enjoying it for people they probably wouldn't know this Leah passed the test up recently I'm loving the time in the car together because we can't be anywhere else we're not on our phone it's that intimate time together but I guess th there's a lesson there for for us I don't know if you agree with that Leah that we need to be that way outside the house mm -hmm. because actually yeah not not maybe so intimate that we're actually like literally missing <laughs> our stop and stuff but yeah not good exactly. but hey I, like that. I mean I mean, the boys, I think we've got teenage boys. Yeah. Casper just turned 16 and Elias is about to turn 14. I mean, they probably cringe, but like we were at the bowling and then a song comes on and they were dancing and um, kissing. And, you know, the boys are probably like, oh, God, here they go again. But actually, we're showing them that it's, it's OK to be intimate in a public space. You know, we're holding hands, we're dancing, we're kissing, we're not doing any harm. And if you miss that bus stop, it'll be worth it for a kiss. Like any moment that you get to kiss your partner, do it. No, I absolutely love that. And, I, and we have spoke about that, haven't we, Leah? Mm -hmm. like, like almost explored what happened there because I don't know actually what happened there, why we no. stopped, because I don't know. I think as you get older, you just find yourself getting a bit more serious and then you tell yourself you want to be private with things. And actually, it's still private, isn't it? But I love what you said about showing them. Do you know what I mean? Because Jaden, when he was little, he used to say to us, because we, did, we didn't go on dates and we probably still don't and should, um, <laughs> that he wanted us to go on dates. Because I think in his head, he thought, if you don't go on dates, then, then maybe you split up. So, oh, so, so, well, so even there, he's got some things in there, hasn't he, that he's learned? Yeah from other places maybe because of what he's seen around him in our family that people that maybe didn't connect in that way split up i don't know but yeah, yeah he said that interesting me as well he said re like recently like why don't you and dad go on dates like you and we were like well, i don't actually know <laughs> you know there isn't really a there isn't a reason we just i think because we're with each other all the time i know but... i guess it's almost that um you take take it for granted Okay, and this is where I think, now you guys have stood the test of time, right? You've been married, what, nearly 20 years, did you say? Um, no, it was just, was it, yeah, married 16 years, so yeah. Not Together far. 20, isn't it? 20, Together okay. 20, Together married 20. 16. So, but I think for any relationship out there, whether you're at the start or you've been in it 5, 10, 15 years, do you believe dating's really important? Like, we've only been together since July 2021 right and it's now I mean we've moved fast but we like to get intentional with dates because if we go on a date we always come back really buzzing 
And it's that energy that is just because we've got intentional and it could just be that we've gone even a walk for an hour and a half and we've lost ourselves in the Dalkeith Country Park, which is just next to us. Or and but we've said to each other, right, I'll meet you there tonight and let's go and do that on our own. Or going for a meal, driving into town, you know, having a mocktail or a cocktail, and just having that time where no distractions and it's just us. It really has to happen. I think it has to happen just to increase the intimacy, just to actually connect each other again without being in our home comforts. Because we can be at home and you've got Netflix on or your phones are there. So I think it's it's really important. I think that's why we enjoy the car so much, isn't it? Because yeah, you haven't got the distractions of that. Like um, my phone automatically goes on driving mode, so nothing. Obviously, I'm driving anyway, but nothing comes through on my phone regardless because of that. Jay's obviously talking. Jaden's got his headphones in the at the back, so okay. he might as well not even be in the car. <laughs> you know, there is there is all of that, but I think. On the dating thing for us, like, even at the very beginning of our relationship, we never dated. Mm. Like, I was living in Liverpool, Jay was in London. Four months later, I was moving in with him. Yeah. So there wasn't any real, like, dating. And I think that's where the the struggle, I guess, comes. Because we went straight into that almost married couple if, like long before we even got married, you know. So, and I think we overanalyze what dating is. Like you said, Lynette, just there, like just going for a walk, that's a date. Well, like, oh, we'll like go for a date, but I don't want to do that going for a meal and the normal, you know, that's boring. Like, you can just, you know, but even cooking a meal together at home can be a date. It's the way I think it's the intention intention behind it it's the it's what we've put on it like you see people like like both like oh we've gone on a date and doing this and so like you know it's almost that societal thing as well isn't it and what a date should be and it's like but i don't want to do that so it's like you say it is really that intention that we put on it to to really just it's just that time isn't it it's regardless of what it is it's that time yeah. And I think if anyone's listening and they're like, well, that's fine for you. You've got a partner to go on a date with. I'd really recommend taking yourself on a date yourself. And it comes from, I read it from The Artist's Way, which is a great book to enhance your creativity. And one of the, the practices is that you take yourself on a date every single week. So take yourself to a museum or, you know, just go window shopping or take yourself to somewhere that you've never been before and just be with yourself and enjoy that experience and soak it all in. So this applies to everyone. Dates are good for the soul. Yeah, I think we're learning that, aren't we? We're learning to reframe mm-hmm. what dating is, like Leah said. And I guess that's a really powerful point. The intention you put into something do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's just it's just like we went to Tesco's the other day and we called that a date. So there you go, we're getting better. <laughs> but yeah, oh, no. we have dates. You've seen the one the beetroot date. <laughs> <laughs> you love Tesco. But that's the we thing. Love isn't it? It's 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 just about having fun. And I, I said that on one of the calls that the time we spend in the car together, we're we're getting really silly and we'll just be goofballs because actually it's just really funny isn't it or there's a bus coming towards us and we look like we're about to hit we're not we're just like 
being goofballs in the car and stuff. And it's, it's nice to, to have that back. So I guess that's more that we need to explore. But yeah, I, I've absolutely loved this. Time's flying, so we'll start wrapping it up now. But yeah, has anyone got any final points that they want to make on love? Love makes the world go round. <laughs> I love I that. Beautiful conversation. And, you know, just if we can work on pulling away all the walls that we've created to stop love coming in then that's that's really helpful like I remember a guy saying to me that a guy I was dating he was like it's like you've got this energetic armor around you and I just can't get in and it was the best feedback I could receive because I could I knew what he meant I'm like oh god I'm so resistant to this so scared so vulnerable right now nah 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 I'll just shut down like this is not my thing but actually it is your thing my thing everyone's thing just let go of that armor and allow people to love you receive that love I absolutely love that beautiful and i guess i guess a great way to do that is find yourself a community of people that are going to show you that unconditional love because actually that's magical isn't it to actually be able to whether that's in person whether that's on zoom wherever you you want to put yourself actually come off mute and just share who you are and nobody's judging you and you can feel that love and it and then and, and and it's not even about just being positive is it it's just about being you and I guess that's a great way to build that evidence that actually you do deserve love because yes. everybody does. I think it's question the stories that you have around love as well. Question the beliefs, the 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 things that have been put on you and what love is. Really question it all and, is, and ask yourself if that really is what love means to you. Because yeah. then that it's I think I feel like it's only then that you're gonna really see and feel what you need to feel love is, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I love that. And that's yeah. that's the powerful thing, isn't it? We don't ask ourselves. I guess that's what's the power of coaching or in the community or asking yourself the questions that you don't generally ask yourself because that's when you find the answers. That's the magic, isn't it? That's the the nectar of 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 anything like self-inquiry. And I guess we, we all are guilty probably at times of not taking the time to do that. So I absolutely love this conversation. Thank you very much for joining us. This has been like a therapy session as well. And I've kind of, I always learn so much and I love how much I learn. It's just like a, addictive to learn stuff about yourself. And once you're on that journey, it's just magical. But yeah, thank you for joining us. And yeah, awesome. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you found it just as powerful listening as we found it recording. If you would like to reach out to any of us on this episode, you'll find our details in the description below.